again. This is episode two of Day by Day. So I'm doing something a little bit different, um, playing around a little bit. I got a response to my first ever episode, so thank you a lot for that. And I thought that that's what I would talk about today. So the response to my question, how have your semesters been, was I feel like they've been going downhill because I feel like I can't make any real friends anymore at school. Not because people aren't nice, they are, they're amazing, I just can't be my real self. And I completely understand that. So I thought today we'd talk a little bit about authenticity. So I've always struggled with authenticity and being a genuine person. And I said before in the first episode how I have this weird thing going on where I kind of care about people in a way where I want it to be genuinely like I can see you at my wedding kind of relationship, but it's very difficult for me to get to that point. So a lot of times it comes off very stale and cold and worst case scenario as a business transaction, which was another thing that I am absolutely horrible at. Um, do a little tangent. Um, I have this problem of not feeling deserving of other people's time and not wanting to let people know that I think that they're my friends because if they're not my friends, then I will be embarrassed. So I say, hey, if you do this thing for me, don't worry, I'm not a freeloader in case you don't actually like me, I'll pay you. And I was talking to another friend about how something like that went down earlier in the semester and they were like, yeah, that was not a good thing to do at all. So, you know, that's just some food for thought. (laughs) If you struggle with friendships, do not pay people. Don't do it. It's not a good idea at all. So when it comes to authenticity, I normally ask myself about three questions. The first is, why is it so difficult for me to be myself in front of other people? And there is a glaring factor, you know, for me, and that is being black. And you know, there are modes and codes and policing of black behavior. That's nothing new. Um, But I suppose I'll make things a little bit simpler because I don't really want to get very academic because this is supposed to be a rant podcast, not an like critical analysis um, podcast, which I would totally do if anyone asked me to. <laughs> anyway, um, for me, um, sans being black, it's difficult to be myself because I worry that my true authentic self won't be enough for other people. And I'll go into a little bit more detail about that. So, as I said before in the first episode, I love the simple things. One of my favorite pastimes is to literally go to Target and peruse the grocery aisle because it just kind of scratches an inch in my brain to see everything color-coded and in its place. I mean, take me to Walmart and take me to the 
frozen food aisle, I could spend an hour there. Not buy anything, just an hour there thinking about just everything, how everything goes in. I love things in boxes. Um, I'm obsessed with organizing my Google Calendar. I may never look back at it, um, but I spend hours just rearranging things and giving myself hypotheticals about what I could do in a day. And usually I don't achieve everything that I have set on there, but it's still nice to look at and say, you know, Lauren, you may not have other things that people have. You may not have the social abilities that people have, but at least you have order, you know? And so for me personally, I worry that my obsession with order and my wanting for everything to be in its place and my lack of spontaneous thought and action would not abide well with um, the people around me, you know? And that's not saying that people hate me for it. It's just that, you know, if, if your thoughts and habits don't align with other people, well, obviously they're not really going to include you in certain conversations. And I mean, I've been back in Texas for, see, I got here August 18th, I think. No, no, I got here August 8th. What's today? November 21st? Um, math. Let me just say that's three months. I have no idea. Three or four months. Um, and like, actually, it's gonna bother me. September, October, November three months, yes, <laughs> um, about three and a half months that I've been back in Texas and about three months that I've been back in school. So uh, it is something that you definitely have to reconcile with, that your just habits and your hobbies aren't on the same wavelength as the people around you. Doesn't mean that you're bad, doesn't mean that they're bad, it just means that you're different. And that maybe they're not the right group of friends for you, you know? And that maybe you need to venture out a little bit more. So I hope that answers that first question of, oh, it actually kind of doesn't. <laughs> oh my gosh, the tangents, the tangents. Um, Oh, it kind of does, actually. It's difficult to be ourselves because we're worried that it's not going to be enough. Yes, that's it. And so the second question kind of feeds into that. How can we trust other people with our most authentic self? And I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday. And I was saying how out of no moral opposition, I just don't drink and I don't smoke. And I don't do drugs or whatever like that and it's not because I think that they're bad or evil or whatever it's just that because I don't feel that I can trust my most authentic self around the people that I am with and again I'm not bad they're not bad it's just different wavelengths and it's this thing about worrying about needing too much care and being too much to handle because I acknowledge that I am a Debbie Downer a lot, 
I'm harshly self-critical, which makes me critical of other people, and it's a never-ending cycle. And so I feel like drinking and doing drugs and smoking weed would just not be a very conducive environment for me to grow relationships with people because like it would relax you maybe but there's certain things about myself that I need to confront and not in an intoxicated space so I don't even trust myself with myself which is my last question how can I trust myself with my most authentic self Honestly, I don't know what my most authentic self is, um, just because I just don't know. Um, over the years, walls have been put up in order for me to protect myself from myself, from my parents, from my peers, and honestly, I feel like kind of a shallow person because I'm so obsessed with what other people think of me, what I think of myself, how I'm not meeting my own expectations, and how literally everything to me is a competition. And so my most authentic self is jumbled up within that, trying to get out and say, Lauren, take a break, (laughs) eat a snack, have a nap, you're going insane. It's been like this since probably 7th grade. 7th grade was a haze of a year. And then it got worse in ninth grade. And then it got a little bit better um, junior year of high school. And freshman year of college is very interesting because I thought that I could recreate myself be a new Lauren. Yet I find myself developing new habits that were just as harmful as the ones that I had indulged in at home. Um, the standard gossiping, you know, the standard just criticism of other people and looking down my nose at other people for certain things or lack thereof um and just it, it wasn't good and I think I did feel my happiest freshman year because I could ignore the things um that were wrong with me because I had never been out of California um for more than a week and a half and so I was in this new place I didn't have overbearing parents, I didn't have to share a room with my sister, um, I didn't get into familial fights every day, I was kind of left to my own devices and it was up to me to call my parents, text my sister, all that stuff, you know, and I didn't as much because I thought it's a toxic environment, let me stay away from it and let me try to be a better person. And so I got back into reading my Bible, I got back into going to church, I absolutely hated that. And that is for another episode. Um, I hated it so much. And I thought that I could pack on these new personalities, the 
devoutly Christian Lauren, the outgoing Lauren, the funny Lauren, the whatever Lauren, and I would go to bed feeling pretty fulfilled. It wasn't until I was forced to stay at home for a year and a half um, over COVID that I realized that I was just running away from my problems. And instead of finding myself, I had buried myself under new identities to please other people and to try to please myself. I hope you can't hear that motorcycle. That would really suck if you could. I'd be sad if you could hear that motorcycle. <laughs> um, yeah, so after all that, after all that happiness, and you know, I, I could say technically it was happiness because happiness is fleeting. What I search for as a maturing person is, I think it's contentment. Content is a noun, I'm not sure. I search for contentment, that's what I want. Um, and it's it just, it's very, it's very weird, you know, looking back and at all these instances of where I thought that I was being authentic, but I was just lying to myself. And so I guess looping that back around to making friends, it's definitely hard because, again, you want to make lasting relationships. My friend had said yesterday that she um, tries to make relationships based on the question, could I see them at my wedding? And you know, that, that's a great way to look at it. I used to look at things that way, but then when I got back, I got very discouraged and disgruntled and frustrated. And I just kind of thought, you know what, Lauren, it's fine. The environment isn't for you. And my friend had actually remarked on that. She said that people could tell how dissatisfied I was with where I was. And it, it's no secret that I'm not really a fan of um, where I am right now in terms of like location. I would have preferred to stay in California, but there was something that I felt was drawing me to Texas, and that is another episode. <laughs> um, and so two years later, I'm here, and I, I still haven't found that thing, and it's hard. It gets harder every day because it's like, in my authenticity and in my maturity, I chose this place for a reason. And it feels like the reason is just void. There was no reason for me to be here. I just was lying to myself all this time. So why don't I just keep lying to myself, keep my head down, graduate, and get out of here, you know? And it was a bit jarring for me to hear that people could see how dissatisfied I was. And you know, I, I've never been a person to have a lot of friends. I usually only had like one or two friends at a time, kind of. And they usually found other people better suited for them, which is fine. That's just the way that life works and works in seasons. 
Um, my problem is I feel like I still haven't felt that a deep connection to someone um, just on a basic friendship level. I haven't felt that ride or die energy from anyone that I've met so far. And it's frustrating because I'm like, is it me? Am, am, am I being hidden? Ugh, I hate that whole hidden concept. Ugh. Am I being hidden? What's wrong with me? There, there must be something wrong with me. Um, and so that thinking translates into when someone invites me to the simplest thing. Like I was invited to, um, I was invited to go watch this show over the garden wall. Terrific show if you haven't seen it. Um, and I felt shock because I was like, why would you want to invite me? I'm such a downer. If you invited me, there must be something wrong with you. Um, because obviously like I'm not worth anybody's time. I don't have like the basic respect for my own time and I'm a people pleaser. Um, so it's just, it's, it's a lot to get through. Therapy is definitely needed. <laughs> um, but I feel like where I am at in my life, therapy is just something that is so out of reach for me. But like the type of intensive therapy I'm pretty sure that I need is just out of reach. So, you know, eh. <laughs> um, and it, the thing is that there's no like easy solution to this. It's just a thing that you have to reevaluate and reevaluate. And you grow every day a little bit, you backslide, but you keep going. And it's little things that count the little jokes that you make with other people that give you, that give them a little tiny bit of you. And I, for one, feel proud when I'm able to achieve them. So, we take it day by day. Some people take it week by week, month by month. But again, we take it day by day. And that is okay.